Welcome back, everyone, to Kafaru Cast. Frank, the tank, and I are rocking at you live on, uh, it's not really television, it's more YouTube-ism. Would that be what it's called? This is our first YouTube recorded podcast. Podcast hub. Yes. <laughs> For all of you that know who that are, you're going to hell. We just got back from Alabama, so we're uh, we're going to knock out a podcast about our adventures with Brian Broderick and the great state of Alabama where the chicken is deep fried and so is the bread, I found out because I had like five servings. Salad's deep fried, the water's deep fried. And everything is served with sweet tea. Uh, in fact, when Frank and I ordered water, they looked at us like, tell us water. It was a little awkward. It was awkward. Yeah. So either way, so brought, we went down there with Brian Broderick, uh, Lost Arrow Films. I've been down there a couple times uh, last last fall, this spring um, for Turkey. We came back down in December and had a, we were on Doe Patrol, which Frank and I are first team captains of Doe Patrol. <laughs> and you then can't, you can't find anybody to shoot them does, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, came back down for the rut, which is the trip we were just on. And uh, so, for Frank, you got a little bit better at the tree stand, right? I did. The first the first go around was a little sketchy. It was the first time in the tree stand. I was a little shaky legged, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never knew I was that afraid of heights, but it was it was just different. But now, I mean, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Uh, so this this. Uh, this go round there, there was a lot of shots fired. I brought the uh, the trad bow down. I had uh, the Palmer, and um, just because a bunch of people have asked about our bow setups, I'll go over mine, then you go over yours. Uh, by the way, this uh, this podcast is brought to you by Easton Archery, uh, Cutthroat Broadheads, Prime Bows, Kombucha, Kombucha, Copenhagen. Uh, Nature's Paint from Serena Thompson, because that's all we wore. Multiple different camo companies, multiple different boot companies. And uh, what am I forgetting? Off-Grid Food Company, Humble Foods. Jesus, I don't know. I, actually, none of this is brought to you by any of that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but all those companies are super cool. Um, so I had a, I was shooting a Palmer. It's 52 pounds at 28 inches and uh, 62 inches long. The, uh, the, the, I'm, I'm put drawn just at 30 or just under. So I don't know what I'm shooting, 56, 57 pounds. And then, uh, I shot cutthroat broadhead, 200 grains. And then I shot, uh, Simmons tree sharks that are one nineties, I think screw ins. And, uh, my arrows, I brought, uh, Easton, um, 340 axis and carbon express RZs. And then I've got uh, 75 grain brass inserts in the Axis, and I've got 100 grain inserts in the uh, Carbon Express. And then I'm shooting a Selway. Uh, oh, I got to send a shout out to my boy Drew at Selway Archery. He made the uh, NFQ quiver for me, so I'm shooting a six arrow quiver. And uh, Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear made my um, my strings for me, and I have no idea what they are. Uh, Everybody's that loved that quiver, haven't they? Oh yeah, that quiver's the the bomb dot com. <laughs> what about your quiver? <laughs> My quiver's the five year old tight spot that I've had forever. Um, just took the, it's the uh, only tight spot you've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord! Uh, so I was rocking the old um, Synergy Hybrid seventy pounder 
I took uh, I took Easton Axis arrows this time because I was running low on the uh, injection, the FMJ injections, and they worked out pretty well. Um, I'd fletched those up, and then you took them to uh, Montana or wherever, and you'd been shooting those. But since you went back to the trad, I re-inherited those back. <clears throat> so trad life is the plaid life. Squeaky <laughs> dink, I'm wearing plaid today. You're setting a trend there. Um, I took some swackers, swackers, swacker. I don't know. Swacker, I guess. Swacker. They say Swacker, but there's no H in there. I don't know, but those things, well, we'll cover that later. Yeah. Uh, some Swackers, yeah. took some kill zones, um, and uh, that's iron, all I took. Iron wheel, didn't you? No, I didn't take any iron wheels this time. Yeah. I just took the expandables this trip. Um, I was pretty happy with the bow setup. And the the broadheads were a little a little iffy though as far as the as far as the swackers go. I'm not sure what the deal covered is. head to toe in poison ivy from tracking double lung hit animals. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it was a good trip. Um, I got more used to shooting out of the tree stand. I think the the first go around was more of a, a warm up and learning when and when you can draw and when you can get away with with movement and stuff. Because I only killed three three does on the first trip, and this trip I killed. Eight, one a day. One doe a day and one buck. So. Yeah, kill a buck and a doe one day. Frank went total ham sandwich. Uh, I mean, it It literally was like every day we were going to grab a doe. Frank shot. Um, I had, what do they call trag Trad, trad flags. flags. <laughs> That's what uh, Roderick is a funny mother humper. He, uh, uh, he's like, uh, we were sending group texts, you know, how it's going. And he's like, I don't know. He goes, what about you, Snyder? How many trad flags you got out in that field? <laughs> Uh, but we started off day one. I missed a buck, uh, 27 yards. I think I thought it was 22. Um, that, that, uh, that was the first morning. And then you killed a doe the first morning. Not the first morning. I had that buck come by the one with the, oh, with yeah, the never blade. Stopped. I, the first trip we went on, it wasn't as crazy with the rut. So they'd kind of, they'd mill around in front of you a little bit and then they would, they'd move on. But that's what I thought was going to happen. I saw him coming. I got ready and he's walked right on past me and Broderick's like, shit on your dreams. <laughs> Broderick's like, why didn't you shoot at him? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I thought he was going to stop. He ended up not stopping, kept going. I was, I was kicking myself in the, in the ass over that one, just letting him go by. And that's all the action I had the first morning. Yeah. And then that night, did I shoot that doe that night? I think, geez, we were there for so long. I can't remember. I want to say, yeah, you did. So I shot a, man, did I shoot that buck in the horn that night too? Mm. Yeah, so I shot a doe. It was facing broadside to the right. I hit it in the left side of the neck. <laughs> and that was when I knew my maximum effective distance was quite closer than what I initially thought it would be because <laughs> those deer moved quick. Uh, that was an insta-kill, though. Oh, it dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> like DOA right there. It was it was down. And uh, I ran out. I got out of the tree and uh, I confirmed with Broderick I could shoot a buck and a doe in one day. You can't shoot two bucks in a day, but shoot a buck and a doe. So I ran out, drug the the uh, whitetail under the tree, hit it a little bit, climbed back up, and uh, uh, four, three or four smaller bucks had kind of passed through. It was on a, it's on a clover field, I guess is what that is. Um, and anyway, a good buck came out, and uh, not as old as the buck I shot, but it's but a good buck and. Uh, I shot at it facing broadside to the right and it spun and I hit the right horn on the inside and the arrow went straight. 
straight in the air and landed about where it was standing. And uh, that pretty much ended my hunting for the <laughs> evening right there. Um, and uh, the buck was fine. He stood out there, shook his head, and then he went and ch- took to chasing does again. And then you shot one mm-hmm. that night too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did we track that one? Mm, no. I think the the ones well, – there's a few I had to track. That little that little baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I pinned well. I probably shot that one the best out of any deer I shot. Straight twelve like ring, thirty pounds. It was like thirty pounds. <laughs> I could, I held it up like a coyote, and um, God, the thing probably ran two hundred yards. Man, it was like, oh yeah, because that was that tree stand where I saw that ten point the last go around, and uh, didn't shoot because it crossed that little creek. Mm, no, that wasn't that one. So there, there was multiple multiple deer that we had to track down that that were good hits. Just the for whatever reason that we were, I was using the stainless steel swackers and. The entrance holes weren't very big, and a lot of the exit holes weren't very big, which I'm not sure if they weren't opening fully or what the dealio was there, but um, I don't think I'm sold on the stainless steel schwackers. Yeah, they didn't seem to be putting down uh, the big holes, that's for sure. It uh, it was actually quite depressing for me trying to track them. And, uh, <laughs> Paranoid about poison ivy and all the, the briar patches and all that. Oh, Lord, it was bad. But, but yeah, and then uh, – Somewhere in the middle, maybe that next day, we went to a place, an eatery, and uh, I figured if I'm going to eat unhealthy, I'm going to do it right. And uh, <laughs> I ordered four drumsticks, and the lady goes, "You want four? <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, ma'am. I would like I would like four, and I would also like that deep fried pork chop." <laughs> and she looks at me, she's like, "I'm going to check your plate," and I'm like, "Don't you worry, ma'am. I get mad at my food." She was super funny. And then uh, I was—I thought I was ordering spinach, but it turns out it was collard greens. Collard greens, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, which was funny, those people were super cool and then a super small community. And then I can't remember what happened that uh, that next morning, that next night I had a buck come in uh, and it wasn't big enough. I didn't have a great shot at it. I wasn't really used to wielding around the 62-inch recurve with the 32 inches arrow sticking out the front of it. I was trying to pivot around. And I think that night of the next day, that night, I or that next, no, the next morning after that, I shot my buck. Yeah. Um, and uh, I shot that buck. It was actually cool. They were chasing does. And anyway, it came from my left to my right. And I ended up... Um, Man, I think I said it was nine yards, but it was actually the tree that it walked behind uh, was nine yards. I think the deer was 12, but either way, I had like a foot gap at nine yards to shoot through and ended up catching both lungs and cutting the liver and have like right, right between the lung and the liver area. And he ran about 65, 70 yards and piled up, uh, which was super cool. I was in a lone wolf. Most of the places I hunted were lone wolf climbers. Um, the climber life is the trad life seems like, so you can get right on top of them, but uh and then that night, I had that big one with eye guards come in. I took photos of, um, and we thought you killed it because you killed one that next night. Mm-hmm. That, same spot. Same spot that that uh, I thought it was, but my, that one I took photos had bigger eye guards and um, probably smaller main beams than one you shot. Yeah. Did you? So, no. I know that the the recurve is longer and the longbows are longer, so that's a I guess a hindrance, but. Is it easier to draw back on a deer with those compared to when you had the compound or is it harder? Mm, 
Yeah. Uh, man, it's easier. I would say it's quieter. It's less motion. You know, I mean, I guess if I drew really lightweight poundage back, it'd be different with the compound, but it's quite a bit easier. One thing I noticed is, uh, I got to get like a, um, some kind of an indicator on my, my arrow for, uh, for my draw, like a draw check or, or a clicker. Cause, um, where some people probably short draw, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I about reefed that those limbs in half when I got an animal in front of me trying to focus so hard on, on back tension and everything else, and uh, probably overdrawing slightly. Considering I drew the broadhead to my finger, which is definitely about half inch too far of a draw. Um, but yeah, and so you went back in there and you shot that thing. What was he? Thirty five, forty yards. Yeah, he he actually came into twenty. Twenty. So that. That night, I sat at that field the very next day because um, you said he was in there and you guys were cool enough to, to let me go in there and hunt it because I was like, no way, dude, you go in there and hunt it. And you're like, no, you, you go in there and hunt it. I'm like, sweet. So uh, I think we got in the stand pretty early that day, 2.30ish or something like that. And um, I had a couple of does come in and I shot one of those does and I just went and dragged her back behind the stand and kind of buried her in, in pine leaves or pine needles. And uh had a bunch of does come in about, oh, I don't know, an hour later. And I was just watching them, waiting, hoping that uh, a buck would come in. And, oh, I don't know, probably 30, 45 minutes before um, dark, I saw a buck coming in. And I was thinking, surely this is a shooter buck. He was nice and wide. I wasn't sure if it was the one you were talking about, He, but he came out right at 20 yards. And I, I drew back and shot him right in the right in the heart, basically. Yeah, he went on like an 80-yard death sprint. He didn't mm-hmm. go too far. Mm-hmm. So that, that was super cool. It, it definitely got the adrenaline pumping, but I kind of like it when it happens fast like that because you don't have too much time to overthink and you can just draw back and, and shoot where um, sometimes when I when I have too much time, I get a little shaky and think, don't yeah, fuck this I'm, up. I'm, I'm totally on the other end of the spectrum. I'm uh, The longer it takes, the better I get like right at first. Well, with the recurve. I mean, I was shaking like a cat shit and razor blades and fucking <laughs> typewriter like, nah, 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 nah. I'm like, fuck. And uh, yeah, I, I mean- I'm able to get myself under control and pick a spot, but really, I mean, it's a lot different in every aspect with the, the two different weapons from, you know, going from compound to a recurve. But, uh, but yeah, I mean that, uh, I'm just, <laughs> do you shoot standing or do you shoot, shoot sitting or both? I was sitting when I shot that buck and nicked it in the ass. Um, <laughs> I tried to, I about killed another buck, a good buck. Cause I was being pretty selective after that. I even, I, for me, passed up a bunch of does trying to uh, get a buck, another buck. And I had uh, a good buck come in. He was at 26 and it was kind of, he was kind of cornering away a little bit about perfect. And, but you could have heard a flea fart. I mean, that night that wind was just dead. And the whole thing, it took me to go literally from sitting to getting my bow and to going to full draw 30 minutes probably for from from the time the deer was kind of in front of me feeding and in, in and out of the tree line. And anyway, by the time right when I shot, um, you know, I was trying to really concentrate on, on getting it right in those last set of ribs. And uh, I mean, right when I shot, I'm like, wow, man, this is a crusher, just a cock walloper buck. And the arrow was going perfect, and man, he went full tilt, Peterbilt, and I ended up just nicking him right in the ass. And uh, I was like, and I thought, well, because he was going so fast, even at that distance, it it ended up being 26 yards, which I thought I was good, which I wasn't. Um, 
and not at that, not with those deer. And, uh, you know, I think if there's multiple deer, if there was wind, totally different story, but it hit so fast. It was kind of weird the, the way the arrow whipped back. So basically when he, I hit him, uh, cause he was kind of, you know, taken off It almost like the broadhead kind of sprung back like a screen door and then flung out of him. And I was like, what in the hell? And I thought, well, if I hit him in the femoral, then we're good. Um, and it turns out I barely got a flesh wound out of it. Um, we saw the deer the next day, which was kind of depressing. And he was a good, uh, good buck, uh, a buck. Brian only actually, we were trying to figure out which one it was. He had some trail camera photos that he'd only seen at one time, just a big eight point. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was a little bit depressing. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to emphasize how cagey those things are. Cause I mean, I'd never, you've hunted whitetail all over. This is the first place I've ever hunted whitetail and the first trip we went on, you demonstrated it perfectly. When they walk into the field, they just look up. They're like, oh, yeah. shit, there's a fat dude in a tree stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was lucky enough with that climber that I didn't have to deal with that quite as much. Um, you know, getting on game trails or smaller food plots, nobody generally hunts um, just because they're so close quarters. And and I don't even call them a f- food plot. Some of them are just whatever, just big openings that they'll travel through, um, you know, main corridors or whatever. But it – uh yeah, it was, it was cool. I, um, you know, a lot of people asked me, a, you know, different, a ton of stuff with, uh, the trad thing. One is they couldn't believe that I shoot does and I guess they haven't been paying attention. Cause I was like, we just piled them up. The last time we were down there, the processing bill was $1,700 cause we had it all shipped back up here. Um, these deer, we actually donated to the church. We were going to have them shipped back up here, but they, uh, they told us down at the processing area that, um, that the church wants them. And so we, we ended up doing that, but, but yeah, it, uh, it's, de- it's a totally different feeling for me. I mean, I, but it's not overly easy to tip something over to begin with. It's even worse with a freaking recurve. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward to hunting with it this year. Um, you know, and then Fra- Frank's rocking the prime life. So I think we mentioned this on a podcast <laughs> before, but it's going to be like, uh, Frank and I are at the bar and I'm really hard up and Frank's been getting more ass than a toilet seat. Frank's going to be like, you go ahead and take that super hot one with, you know, the nice button, large breasts. And I'm going to go ahead and take whatever <laughs> I can get. Um, it may be like that on quite a few ones this year. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What was the deal with the does that people didn't think you shot? They were against it or? No, I just think that I guess maybe when you were known as a hunter, you wouldn't shoot a doe. I, I, Man, I'm I all guess. I'm all for for shooting the does. That was that's like I was telling Brian, man, I, I appreciate him inviting us out there and I'd be happy enough just to shoot does and pass all the bucks, but he was cool enough to there was several bucks on the property that I guess you'd call management bucks. He wanted to, to kill uh, all the older four pointers and I mean I was very grateful for him to, to let us do that. But um yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I it's me like you had in your post backstraps or backstraps. I don't know. What you know, and of course hating. somebody got on there and said, there's more meat than just backstraps on a deer. <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit. Dick Tracy. <laughs> I know that man. It was just a figure of speech or whatever. It's not like we don't keep all of the deer. Um, we just, the backstrap things, obviously more prevalent or more, more known part of the animal. Um, not that, I mean, I didn't know how to take that if he was trying to instigate or not, but um, my, my point to that was, is, you know, for me, it's the excitement of, of having that, the traditional bow, obviously. And then I was shooting with a compound before we eat meat all day, all year. Like, um, you know, whether it's salami or we're having steak or fajitas, I mean, we, 
we have three deep freezers full. And then obviously our neighbors love us to death because they come over and pester us for meat all the time too. And I mean, I, we trying to figure it out, um, you know, as far as saving, you know, money, it's thousands of dollars. Like we save from turkey meat, turkey breast or turkey burger, regular beef, buffalo, all that. I mean, we've got moose, mountain goat, whitetail, mule deer, bear, and am I missing anything? Oh yeah. Elk. Um, Oh, and sheep. I got some sheep. So we got all that in the freezer. So it's, we're eating good every night. But, uh, yeah, then we went on the great American squirrel hunt. Uh, <laughs> we didn't shoot shit on that. Uh, I was, we were going to shoot a dog. Um, I don't know. That was, they have, they have their own little language, those rabbit hunters. Geeky, geeky. Yeah. I think we're like, what the, f- Brian, what the <laughs> fuck are they saying? <laughs> I, I had a theory that they were trying to say, what, what was it? Here you go, here you go, and then get them, get them. But they just fucking cut it off and say, haga, haga, haga. Haga. get him, get him. And we're, you just hear that shit going off in the field. There's like 12 dudes out there, shotguns going off. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to stick to the outside. I don't want to get shot. Yeah, Frank and, and I were hanging at the back of the bus uh, <laughs> for that. In fact, we went on uh, deep fried chicken duty about two hours into it. Brian was like, man, I really want to get uh, uh, these guys some fried chicken. I'm like, hey, we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove into town and got fried chicken. But I mean, it's cool with Broderick because we all are so much alike and, uh, and and he's such a shit talker. It's awesome. I don't know how many times I got called Pecker Wood, Pecker Lips. Dick Lick. Yeah. They, oh, man. They're, yeah. He, he, and he, I mean, he's got some funny and he's been there and done that. Right. So it's not like, uh, um, you know, you're I mean, he's 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 you know, been around the world and had a couple of drinks. I mean, he's done a lot with a compound and a trad bow in general. So it's funny having him around that not only having to put up with all that shit and drive us around and everything else, it's just super cool of him to do that. He was he good. probably thinks I'm a dumbass. I, we, uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> we packed up, I killed a, a doe and then, uh, his nephew or his cousin, it's his nephew then, right? Yeah. His nephew Cameron had shot a buck and we went to go track it. And, you know, that took a while and we got back to, we got back to the, the gut and shed or whatever. I'm like, Hey, do you guys see my backpack? <laughs> <laughs> he forgot it. Yeah. He's like, you dumbass. I'm uh, like, Oh shit. I think I left it. In it was raining the next day too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Frank and I tried to be hardcore a couple of times and go hunting in the rain and man, well, the one night I'm sitting in that field, the only night I sat in it and I'm like half screwing around, I'm answering messages and emails and Instagram stuff and. I hear that swamp and I'm like, oh, damn, there's a buck behind me. <laughs> and yeah, I look back and I'm kind of, and he was right behind me. He was broken off. I wouldn't have shot him. But he was a good buck. And, uh, you know, I turned around and tried to, uh, uh, you know, get a photo of him or whatever. And I couldn't, oh, Phil's calling me. And, uh, but it was, it was cool, but we didn't have hardly any luck that night. And it pissed rain so, so much. We had to, we got out of the stand early. It's kind of weird there with the rain that, the deer don't move, you know, like hunting mule deer or elk, it doesn't seem to affect them as much. But from what Brian's saying, they just, they kind of just bed down when it rains and you don't get a whole lot of activity. And we, he's like, you dumbasses, you guys can go sit in the stand. I'm going to sit here at camp. Or one night he went in the shooting shack with a rifle and, uh, yeah, it was not a whole lot of, there was not a whole lot of action going on in the rain. Yeah, no, there was not. Every time we, uh, we, uh, went into the rain, we didn't, that last night, I didn't see one deer. You guys, you shot a deer, I guess. I shot that big old fat doe. Yeah, and Brian shot a, a deer too, I think. But um, 
Yeah, it was uh, an unbelievable trip. Uh, I think we're going to try and go on an alligator hunt, it sounds like, in July. And then Brian is going to go with us to uh, to New Zealand as well. And then and he brought those bows down for uh, for me to try, which was, was also fun. And then, uh, yeah, I think he said he thought he'd get it done for alligator. We were going to go. So Frank and I hopefully will be doing spot and stock alligator in July or August if Brian pulls that off for us, which would be, I mean, that's a bucket list thing for sure. <laughs> we got to make sure bring the right boots this time. Yeah. Brian, uh, or uh, Frank and I, Brian made fun of us every day. We basically bought hiking boots down there. Not a good idea in the swamp. No. And we talked about this last time and of course I'm a procrastinator and never picked any up and that was a huge mistake. <laughs> oh man, my feet were so wet. In fact, uh, the boots, I put them on the boot dryer in the bathroom. It just smelled like a locker room. It was horrible. <laughs> but, you got to talk about uh, about the, the landowner. You got to shoot them does, man. Oh, well, I can't. I, I got the mic on, so I can't do the walk he's got. But we're, we'll just call him Robert. Um, he's got a big old dome on him, right? Big dome. And he speaks. He, he's got the southern language going on times two with a little bit of a other speech thing. Kind of like Farmer Fran. And uh, <laughs> he comes in and he's more or less understood, but I got to focus on what he's saying. And uh, it's the kind of thing where, you know, you show up and you can be like, man, Brian, work is going horrible. My dog got ran over. Uh, you know, it's just it's just been a rough week, but, I mean, I'm glad I got down here. You know, my wife's sick. And then the landowner's like, man, you got to shoot them does. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just no uh, – Nobody wants to shoot them down there. They just want to shoot bucks. And we we like meat. We want to shoot them. And every time, like, we'd come back, uh, we just had a buck in the – my buck. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't say nice buck. He didn't say – he didn't say anything. He just came up. He goes, where are them does at, boys? <laughs> yeah. You got to shoot them does <laughs> every time. And uh, a super nice guy, funnier than hell. But, yeah, he, uh, he definitely um, – they got a dough problem, and he was more than happy that we came down there to take care of it. It was hilarious. I mean, literally, no matter what happened, he'd walk in, where are them does at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Robert, my, my wife died. Go, well, well, where are them does? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got kind of this limp. He wears overalls, and he, uh, yeah, he's super, super nice guy. Great dude. And, uh, yeah, and it it's kind of, just the culture down there is um, – you know, it's different, obviously, no matter where you go, everything's different. But we went to, uh, it was a school they, they made into a restaurant. Yep. Little, and, uh, little Red Schoolhouse. Yeah, something like Little that. Red Schoolhouse. And uh, they had deep fried liver, which, uh, or fry, I don't know, it was deep fried, whatever. They had fried liver, chicken. I ate the, I like liver, so I had some of that. But I never had flat cornbread. You know, the cornbread I had is probably, I think call it Western cornbread, taller. Uh, well, this was shorter Almost looked like hash brown patty cake thing. It had to be fried. Oh, it was fried. Yeah. And it was, it, oh, it smacked your eyes out with your tongue good. <laughs> like I came back for, I'm not, I got to do a cleanse. Like I'm pretty sure I put on some LBs, <laughs> but I kept going back and eating more of that cornbread. Um, but uh, that place was, uh, what do you call them? Blue hair, gray hair, blue hairs? Jeez, I don't know. It was full of old people because yeah. it's a like a all you can eat place or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, it was super super good food. Now I did get a message from a guy who lives in Denver now that said he shits his pants within two <laughs> hours of eating at that place every time, but he can't stop because it's so good. Yeah, I'm Worth guessing it. that's the grease. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, and then we were at the 
Frank and I are addicted com- to kombucha, and uh, we were at the airport, and we we'd been wanting some kombucha. There's a big sign, kombucha, right? Like whatever. Frank's like, "Do you have kombucha?" She's like, "No, we don't got that. We don't got no kombucha." Yeah. Pissed off. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. So like, what about that sign? She's like, "Yeah, no, we don't got it. No, we ain't got no kombucha." Yeah, she wasn't overly happy. It. Uh, I, I looked last night, and I think Alabama's fourth on the well out of the top. You know, out of the United States, I guess they're, uh, I guess somewhere between 46 and, you know, whatever. Well, they're in, they're in the bottom of the barrel. Um, <laughs> for healthy? For healthy, yeah, I think. Uh, it's like Mississippi, Tennessee. And I can understand because I'd weigh 400 pounds if I lived down <laughs> there because I can't, I, you just can't stop eating deep fried food. I felt like we did pretty good the first couple of days. And then Brian busted out the pie and the, the cheese dip. Death by chocolate. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. He brought back all that cheese dip and I, oh yeah. I couldn't stop. <laughs> it was bad, but. We were eating Oreos by the end of the trip. It was cereal, all kinds of crazy shit. We were bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good trip. Um, really that kind of covers it all. Uh, archery wise. Um, I got a bunch of bows coming. I've been trying. I think I found my arrow of choice finally. Um, Went through about 19 different arrows. Uh, just got to confirm the bow setup or whatever. I think I'm going to shoot the uh, bloodlines from uh, east, and I got the best flight out of those with the uh, point weight up front, able to shoot the the broadhead and everything I want. And then I think you're just you're going to stick with Frank. Frank's a simple man. Amazingly enough, he can have all kinds of stuff show up at the door, and if he likes what he's got, he doesn't even really want. You kind of you got to make him test it. Which isn't a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but you got, what, a rival and then a... A rival and a Synergy hybrid. I think I'm supposed to maybe get a Synergy. I wouldn't mind having one long bow and one short bow. But um, after after using those FMJ injections and then the Axis, I think, you know, honestly, even though I really like the FMJ injections and I like the ease of pulling them out of targets and all that shit, I, I think that I'm going to go with your recommendation after all and go with the Axis. So I got to... You're getting I'm gonna swallow my, my words here and say that uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use the axis, even though Aaron gave me shit and I got pissed off about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, initially my my point was, and I don't, I mean I've kind of been down the road, not all roads, but some roads, and the injections are a good system. I'm not a fan of the super skinnies in the component system, trying to get everything to fit them. Um, axis are readily available. Um, yeah, and they're known by, you know what I mean, like in pretty much any archery shop, any any online store or whatever, you can grab them. Uh, you can get broadheads to fit them super simple. So not only that, I have a pile of them, so you're inheriting all mine. Um, Cody Mooney probably lucked out the most. I do not know what he came out of my house with, but it was a shit ton <laughs> of, of arrows and that, broadheads and bows and all kinds of stuff. That story you were saying, you're like, Cody Mooney came over. He got all kinds of shit for 500 bucks. But I told him, you got to take this pile of firewood. And he was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> $7,000 worth of gear, but I got to take the wood. I don't know. Yeah, no kidding. He was funny. He um, he got, I mean, I gave him, I bet I gave him five or six dozen arrows. The, the drawings was a hair long for him, but it was good because um, – you know, he's got a whole alpha team at the house for kids. So I'm more than happy to give him all that gear. Super cool guy. Um, but he's got, I told him, I said, man, half of this shit's prototype stuff. So don't be showing it off because <laughs> some of this is samples from different companies. But 
Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm looking forward. I got Black Widows coming. I just got South Cox's uh, stalker with his ILF system and new limbs. I've got a wingered bow coming. Um, I've got a rampart uh, that's just about done. Um, I've been talking, guys have been bugging me to, a couple guys have been sh- bugging me to try a Morrison, but I got to get my shit together and figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up, uh, here pretty quickly. Cause I want to start dropping the hammer and practicing, uh, um, before we get up to, um, uh, Landers and Landers, I'm going to try and take a little bit of a back seat, um, and only shoot the gimmies just cause all you guys haven't been up there yet, but I don't want to fuck around and show up in New Zealand, um, you know, shooting at winging arrows to Jesus and having trad flags all over the side of the mountain. So I want to be dialed in with everything by then. Yeah. Well, it's probably, it's a long process figuring out a, a trad bow more than anything though. Yeah. I how mean, do you, how do you choose or is it just like a personal thing? It's all feel man for me. Like, and, and that's one thing, like you can grab a bow that someone loves and like swears by and, uh, it just not feel right. It's not that it's a bad bow. It just doesn't feel right for you. Like currently that Palmer feels you know, the best for me. Um, so it's not, you know, all the bows I have come and none of them are bad bows. It's going to be more what feels best in my hand. Like with, I had Black Widow and I tried a Black Widow and tried it before and I didn't like it that much. So this time they altered the grip a little bit for me in the shelf, uh, which I think is going to make a huge difference. Uh, the Wingard, I just never shot one. So that was just something Matt Davis and um, Joel Turner suggested. Uh, you know, South's bow, obviously we talk South all the time. So that was pretty easy. And, uh, you know, the Morrison, I guess, so Bob Morrison, I didn't know he sold Morrison archery. Uh, Frank, you probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but he, he started a long time ago. Right. And, uh, I don't, I didn't even know that much about it myself, but I, I, a, a guy, I think our age bought it between your age and mine and, uh, he took it over. So I may try one of those bows. I gotta, I gotta figure it out. Um, Brian's working on something too, right? Brian is, but I'm I'm trying to keep that uh, semi under wraps because, quite honestly, I think he's not dealing with the questions <laughs> I am, and uh, I don't even have the right bow yet because uh, that bow was pimp. It was nice that he brought down there, but they're building me a 62 inch now, so I'm going to keep that slightly more low key until I have that bow in my hand because I can barely keep up with the questions on normal stuff as it is. But yeah, Brian's bro- bow. He brought a long bow down and a recurve, and it's a two-piece, and those are pretty amazing as well. So I'm looking forward to the 62-incher they're making. Yeah, those are awesome looking. Yeah. I'm not much of a trad guy, but those bows are badass. Yeah, yeah they are. So, All right. Well, hopefully um, we're going to be able to keep uh, this doesn't get too screwed up, and we'll, we're going to put this on YouTube and keep doing these, obviously. Um, uh, video, audio, and video, and then uh, start kicking a lot more, a lot more gear reviews off. We've got the uh, mountain or the uh, urban ruck coming out this week if Nate does his job correctly and we do ours. Uh, we've got uh, another pack coming out, an EDC pack um, later on, which is a lot smaller, quite a bit different than the urban ruck. And then uh, hopefully we'll have the new frame out here in the next. Well, I think we're going to put it on pre-sale in the next two weeks. Um, yep. Which, uh, you know, that thing came out, I think the light one's two pounds, wait, 12 ounces, two, 210? 210 or 29, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 210, 29, and uh, it's skeletonized, but it's got more horizontal rigidity than the uh, the tactical frame, which is cool. Uh, we got a lot of stuff in the works, uh, just trying to get it released correctly and get it tested. That's the big thing, you know, getting everything tested accordingly and, and everything else takes time as well. But it's super, uh, super busy at Kefaro and definitely looking um, 
looking forward to this year and getting these products out. Yep. Yeah, we'll probably do some sort of giveaway with one of these new EDC packs, I would think. So keep an eye out for that. And I'm going to give you my Urban Ruck covered in poison ivy. Poison ivy and sap. And Frank may have dropped a deer gizzards. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> well, I guess that's uh, enough for today. Any closing words? Mm, pick a spot, shoot straight, and uh, don't pee after touching poison ivy. <laughs> and you got to shoot them does, shoot man. Shoot them does.